What is up, people? The boys are back. Thank you guys for listening in to the Throne Tales podcast. I'm your host, EJ Stewart. It's been a year, more than a year and a half, almost two years since our last podcast in August of 2017 or 2018, whatever year it was. This is like, if you guys haven't heard this podcast, this is unlike the other New Generation podcasts that are a lot more, uh, you know, what's, what's the word? Um, a lot Action. more. Well, this has more action. I think this. Uh, I think the other podcast okay. a lot, a lot more polished. I would say. Desire. Uh, this one, <laughs> as you can hear already, is a lot more fun, a lot more uh, freewheeling. So it should be a fun, uh, fun podcast. Hope you guys enjoy it. Of course, we're recapping this episode, it's the season premiere of the final season of Game of Thrones. Let me introduce you guys to my uh, my very close friends who will be joining me on the show, not just this week, but throughout the entire season. I'll start with the man who already uh, introduced himself real quickly, uh, Vlad Francois. Vlad. (laughs) Vlad. Yeah, I'm starting with you, Vlad. uh, What do you guys say about the start of the Throne Tales podcast return and the start of season one? Well, I want to give a huge shout out to uh, our loving fans uh, known as America. Hi, America. How you doing? (laughs) It's been two long years. You know, you, you get to hear the, my sultry uh, voice again, you know, all hey. that good stuff. Time hey. to talk about it. Yee-yee, all that good stuff. Um, also joining me on the show, Billy Torres. Billy, what do you guys say about the return of Throne Tales and the start of Season 8? Ahoy, ahoy. I would like to say <laughs> hello to our international fans, which could possibly exist. This is on the internet, so it's not just America. Um, okay. So far, so good. <laughs> We got what was it? Five episodes left. Yeah, which this is a six-episode season, me, which is insane to fathom that there's only like what eight hours tops left. So let's see where they go with this. Also on the show, his brother Martin Torres. Martin, what do you got to say about the return of the G or the of the G's rather? But uh, and the return, of course, of season eight of Game of Thrones. Actually, like the, I feel like the G's are back, so and yeah. the G's are us. So um, it's good to be back. You know, you know, a short little break from Thursday, but this is what I've been looking forward to all weekend and for two years now. So we're just gonna bring the heat. And uh, this was a little slower episode than I expected. So uh, I'm expecting a little more entertainment from this than probably the last hour or so. And last but certainly not least, my good friend James Holly, also on the show, James. Thank you for joining us. What do you guys say about the start of the new season and the start of the new podcast? Uh, what up, what up, what up? It's back. We're back at it. All fantasy everything. That's another podcast, aren't I? Uh, Free plug. Okay. You can't plug other shows <laughs> so on this show. What are you doing? I'm Shut up. This episode, a uh, little slow, but... Uh, I gotta. I think I gotta disagree with Billy right out of the gate. Uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, not surprising here. <laughs> very, on very, very on brand. For for the people, who, for the people, for the people doing the place bets. Five episodes left. I feel like a lot of this one was like one liner, one liner back, and then and conversations okay. with Ed and like extended periods of dragon flag. This is, this is good. It's, it's, it's fine. I do. Fit. I am gonna. I Go am ahead. gonna agree with that. Um, but. We'll uh, finish up the intro and then get back back into it. No, I mean, like, I mean, like I said, let's let's uh, we can pretty much jump right into it. Uh, Alright, so strike what I just said from the record. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, uh, I agree with James. Like, there are a lot of this was like a reunion episode. I, I even wrote down. a lot of people are like show a lot of people like you know showing up and meeting each other for like the first time in a very long time. For example, uh, Tyrion and and um, crap, Sophie Turner. <laughs> Whoever he's <laughs> oh, no! Sansa. Sansa Stark. Uh, Sophie EJ, you, you can just edit, EJ, just edit that out. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, no, this, so, uh, this will never make the final cut. Well, I just say Joe Jonas's wife at this point. Okay, so Tyrion and Sansa, they meet again uh, for the first time since um, Joffrey's, uh, you know, death. Spoilers. Um, and, like, you know, these, these reunions are, like, pretty well-deserved. Everyone who's alive, you know, is finally meeting up. And all these family members come together and all these, like, old old rivals, you know, seeing each other alive. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty good. It was a pretty, it was a good premiere. It was funny to me, guys, because I felt like, I felt like two people kind of 
for me, kind of set the tone for how the fans viewed everything that was happening. I think the beginning scene of Arya seeing the people coming through Winterfell being like, you know, who who's Danny? Who's this chick? But hey, John's here. And oh my God, the hound's here. And oh, look at that guy's here. <laughs> like it was very, and the gentry's here. It was like really like, like the emotions of like, I bet you like if you were at a watch party, like you might have actually seen like the fans like sharing and like jeering the people that they kept showing in those scenes. And Arya's face, is, face kind of mirrored probably my face in a lot of those situations. But then also I thought Bran kind of spoke for me when he was like, we don't have time for any of this. <laughs> right? Like they like they're having the meetings. And I think I think that was I think that was like almost breaking the fourth wall where like there are literally like three or four like meetings or like these like out camera shots where they're showing people make eye to eye for the first time in years and then Brand's like, Cut with this, we don't need this yeah, White Walker's coming. We don't have time for yeah. this. I thought that that like, was a really yeah, awesome moment. Six more episodes. You when, you said that, when you said that, I was like, y'all literally do have time for this. <laughs> you just saw, like, your brother and his aunt fly, like, take a 30-minute detour up okay, north. Okay, that was before that. That was after that and scene. Right. <laughs> and then just, like, lazily hang out. You know what I mean? And, like, do nothing. Like, like they literally did have time for this. In the okay, fourth but the next scene was setting up the fact that John's going to be riding Drogon or Rhaegar or whichever dragon that was. Those were I could never I tell which dragon. I, I think I think Danny's is Drogon because I don't know why she'd ride anybody else other than her husband. And I think yeah, Danny is because that's the that's biggest nice. one. I, I and it would make it would make sense that uh, Rhaegar would be John's because Rhaegar Targaryen was his father. Mm. Right, but, but again. It doesn't matter. They're just they're all CGI dragons with various tinted colors. It really doesn't make a difference. The saturation on Drogon is very uh, is very. Oh, awesome. it's like, like one's black, one's green, one's red, maybe. So no, like Drogon's you... black and I think Drogon's black and red. Um, you know Viserl is? is green and what? Uh, um, the other one, Rhaegal, is the cream and gold one. Maybe I have to look it up, but like, yeah, the the Viserra is the smallest one. Yeah, that's John's because I don't think the smallest one turned to ice. I don't think he did either. Um, yeah, I think the, I think the Ice King got the middle child. Oh rip! Sucks. <laughs> the middle child always gets it worse, and so so <laughs> that if that is indeed what happened. It wouldn't surprise me. Well, now the middle child you is in think the, about the spotlight. It, yeah, J. Cole is it J. Cole has put Mill Child Mill Children in the spotlight after his uh, hit single. Uh-huh. Uh no, nah, I mean just overall thoughts on this episode. Uh I don't know what you felt about it, uh, Martin, but I, I thought that this was uh kinda like an appetizer. I felt like Vlad's point was kinda poignant that this kinda did feel like almost like a reunion episode. A lot of these characters that have been all across the seven kingdoms had never seen each other. Some of them some of them haven't seen each other in years coming together i think i i had the bold prediction that someone was gonna die today that main character or someone very important gonna die because it's six episodes and like how many I episodes you have uh, but 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 i don't know how you felt about it martin in regards to like how they set everything up for this first one i think marty had to step out oh no martin okay so i'll i'll, oh, set... okay. I'll, I'll, I'll fill in yeah so, go ahead back... go ahead other torres yeah back on let's go back about five minutes when you mentioned uh brand kind of breaking the fourth wall when he's like we don't have time for this i was i i felt that because the first like i understand it has to be atmospheric and they have to show off all of the the fancy bells and whistles that uh a hundred million dollar budget could could do for a show but Mm -hmm. the first i think 10 minutes was just people walking and then people looking at other people and then people walking again and then you looking at a dragon overhead and then people walking and people looking at them and so, even though I kind of enjoy the episode because it's short and sweet, and it's just like, all right, we got that out the way. And in the teaser at the end of the episode, they basically said, okay, next episode is where stuff's gonna hit the fan. Yeah. But like, even with, even with like me giving it that latitude, it was just so like, oh, any day now. Come on, hurry up. We we got five more episodes of this. Let's do something. Do you feel yeah. like do you to, well, Billy? Do you feel like with the time they have that this episode was worth it? Do you think because like a I, lot of the, a lot of the issues we had last year was that as James yeah. kept saying they went full tilt 
and we were just yeah. 100 miles an hour from the beginning. This was definitely a change of pace from what we got last season. Did this work well, for you today? It, it it did because if you watched last season, it really just felt like they were just trimming the fat or what what they thought was unnecessary. They decided to they killed off Bruce Bolton just out of nowhere. They killed off Ramsey Bolton just really quickly out of nowhere. They killed off um, Littlefinger just very quickly and very abruptly. Mm-hmm. So it was like you could tell that last season they were just like yada 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 whatever. There's going to be a fight against the White <laughs> Walker. Now it's like okay, we know what they want to do because you could tell throughout the seasons what they do and do not care about. They did not care about the um, um, the the south southern country. What was it called? The um, oh the the. Where the, the, where the sands were, right? That's what you're talking about? Yeah, the sand snakes. Yeah. All, they didn't care about the sand snakes. And the Dornish. The Dornish. The Dornish. They didn't care about the Dornish plan. They didn't care about the that whole region. They didn't care about any of the characters. So it's just like, oh, let's just kill them off and make them all crazy and they just we'll deal with them later. Or not at all. Mm-hmm. So you could tell what they don't care about. So they didn't care about that. What they do care about is that they're CGI zombies and the CGI zombie fight with dragons. So I feel like and now that they're... Winterfell. Yeah, exactly. So now they're like, okay, this is what we care about. We're gonna at least we're gonna we're gonna um, deliver on that. So I liked all the inter- I liked Samwell this episode. Samwell mm-hmm. had a lot of interactions with people. Yeah, he was really just he read one book and kind of cured a disease and no one else felt like curing last season. But it's now so you he's kids. Yeah, exactly. Now he's just communicating with people and and like there everything was just the introductions were interesting. You know, and I agree, bro, about about the abruptness about everything. Because this, it was really jarring this episode when they really slowed things down again. Because that's kind of how the tone has been, especially as they've diverged from a lot of the book stuff. They kind of go super slow, and then I think there was a lot of uh, backlash with how slow it's been. So that's why last season they it was action, action, action. And I agree when we get to this point, like. I was fully expecting, based off of like how they prepared us for the seventh through the seventh season, and I was like, "This is all we're looking forward to. This is all we're doing." And this episode was really slow. Like mm-hmm. you talk about Sam, every time I see yeah. Bran, I'm like, "I'm like this freaking guy." Like, just why? Like, I I know there's probably going to be a thing about it, but every time I see him, just like, just like I know I had this feeling last season too. Just like, just tell people what they need to know. Like, why is he going to Sam? Like, they must know now. I'm like, all right, you get a three-eye raven. But, like, in terms of, like, the story structure, it's like, why? The, the show is going already slow enough, and then we have this guy who literally knows everything and could propel everything along further, and he's just sitting there just like, I'm not your brother. I'm, <laughs> I'm just some I'm guy. He's like, I like, say bro it. as a euphemism. I get it. <laughs> it's like, he's just like, I'm not the one, my guy. Like, it just sits there. To, to be fair, like I like Sam, I think was one of the, my favorite parts of the episode, and like that's totally what he would do. Though he's too scared to tell anybody the truth, um, like anyone, like from his dad to uh, to John to what he needs to hear. Like even when they're at a Castle Black, any type of superior or anything, he's just like terrified to talk to them straight on and tell them what needs to be said. It, so that part, I was just like, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense that he would want to dance around the issue. And that um, he, like, burst into tears when he found out his family was dead. Yeah. That was sad. That was a sad moment, yeah. Like, no, but that, that, was, that, moment was interesting. that moment was interesting to me because, what again, I'm going to talk about how he hated the last two to three seasons. But um, <laughs> what they did is that they yada, yada, yada a lot of the very – heavy issues that were in the first three seasons and or the books and or, I don't know, imperial history because <laughs> the whole monarchy thing is really messy. So when it comes to, it's weird that for, especially the last two seasons, everybody's like, oh, John is the God King, all hail the God King, the God King is perfect, he never does anything wrong. Cersei should not be the queen because she's evil and he, she's bad, therefore she shouldn't be the queen. But it kind of showed in this episode that when you are a monarch, when you're in a totalitarian monarchy, like, yeah, you have to kill people who don't go, that go against you. And like, and especially Daenerys, she was kind of 
she she was in another continent just taking over regions and we kind of yada yada that because they didn't want to focus on that and Mm -hmm. we needed her to get to westeros because that's all we cared about so like for example when we talk especially in i would say let's say season six or something when she when she's like oh i care about ruling and then just leaves who she decides to have the dothraki take over um slaver's bay and then leave like when especially when when we're talking about like feudalism and stuff when someone sacks a city the men take what they want they kill they kill who they want they lay with who they want it's like really messed up right so to just be like oh we're gone because daenerys is right and just and she does nothing wrong so let's just go to westeros like that's really messed up so to see a character who really has taken aback and how scared he was of her and he had how he had to bow and say oh thank you my queen and then leave after he said he murdered his brother and his brother and dad that's really messed up so like it was good to show that to show like the how complicated these things are and I think I think in fairness to the show I do feel like there were moments where they tried to display that Daenerys's job as the queen so to speak or or, or, or you know whatever that it was it did come with some challenging decisions. I mean, she was someone who was fine with like cruel and unusual punishment when it came to slavers and or slave masters rather, and uh, she cruel and unusual punishment when it came to allowing her dragons to burn and eat people. So I, I think because I think sometimes while I, I do feel like I agree with Billy that some of that stuff got lost, I'm not sure if it really even was the showrunners as much as it was the fans. I mean, she's such a she's such a popular character. I kind of wonder if if we've all kind of glossed over some of those moments where like she did some messed up stuff, and and just because of the fa- of the nature of the show where it was so fast moving and there are a lot, are a lot of things happening that we kind of are allowed to kind of let it slide. This was a great slow emotional moment to kind of let one of her decisions from the past really fester and for us to really think about it. I did want to give a question to you, James, real quick. Do you think that Sam tells John that early about his family past? If he if he doesn't she if he doesn't have that conversation with Daenerys, because to me he was I forgot why he was there. I really when I saw him I was like, what is he doing? He went to fell again, and then I realized, oh, he literally only came there to tell John, but he kind of wasn't doing anything. And then John even asked like, oh, like you know, like were you hiding from me? What the deal? What's the deal? Like I was wondering if like that was the impetus for him to be like, oh, this chick killed my family. No way, she should be the queen. Ooh, that's a good point. No, yeah, I didn't even think of that. And not only just like, oh, she killed. He killed my uh, family um, personally. Like, oh, like I like my family. But, like, she did something and didn't tell him. Yeah. And, like, like that's why I kind of like Sam's mourning because his relationship with his family is so complex. Yeah. Um, the part where he goes, at least my brother's alive, I did laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's about to get worse, my guy. But... Oh man, yeah, Sam just gets the worst of it. But yeah, I think that's I think that's a good point because it's all about um, the the succession and like the order that you're supposed to do things in. So yeah, why wouldn't he try to usurp her power through proper um, descending of the throne and whatnot? Because yeah. he thinks that she's unfit to rule. Yeah. Because to me, I don't know if anybody else wants to jump in, but to me, like I, I took it as that definitely was the impetus for him to at least go to, you know, Bran first and be like, "Yo, Bran, you gotta tell him." And then once Bran, like, uh, "No, fam, you're gonna tell him," then he was able to do it. Especially when they went in that conversation into that into the crypt, and he first he didn't ask, he didn't even bring up uh, the whole family situation. He brought up his own family. Like, do you know that this happened? And it, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I did get a little bit of the Iron Man, Captain America. Winter Soldier feel in that scene, <laughs> uh, 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 you know, of the did you know kind of thing, and uh, yeah, I, yeah, 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 you know, I think like Sam didn't like his dad, but like that, I think that's yeah. what I liked about it too. Is just like he he knows that he was not a great guy, and I think like it really sent him over the top with his like you could see he's like I, I always make the joke with Sam with who I'm watching. Sam's whole thing is he walks into a room and he goes, oh, oh, okay. And then he like <laughs> makes that little pouty face with his big round, big round chubby cheeks, 
and it's adorable. What is what I'm saying? But so when he has that moment where he's just like, oh, I, I like you know, we kind of had a like I understand my queen all this, but when his brother kind of was in in that too, it really really hit him, and I think it's I actually and I like that moment too, just because you could see that like like Jorah and Khaleesi are looking at each other and they're pretty much doing like they're ringing their car like, eh, eh, like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just like oh yeah, I, I really like I really like Sam's presence in this episode this this retitle this this podcast episode to like Sam appreciation because <laughs> oh, so Sam's, <laughs> Sam's inclusion in this episode was very like it brought a lot of like like good tension oh. and good like I guess gravitas to the to like the situation of uh, Daenerys's ruling and how she's like getting these uh, houses to like bend the knee to her <clears throat> and like i think sam was a great way to like put like sam's whole you know deal was a great way to put a wedge between um john and like daenerys because that's not gonna go away anytime soon that's like a little it, like something like eating away at john's like i guess subconscious but for now he's just like his focus on the war and focus on keeping people safe but like in the grand scheme, Sam didn't have to tell John that, even though his loyalty is clearly to John and not Daenerys. But he felt he definitely felt strongly that John should know because didn't because he just wanted to convey that Daenerys is way more ruthless than he is. Yep. I think he wanted John to step up. Exactly. I think he wanted John to step up, like to take the crown. And like throughout the entire episode, John keeps denying the crown. He's always pro the safety of his people and like anti regality. But like people keep wanting him to take the crown and keep denying it. And like this this Sam event in this very first episode of, of the premiere, I think it's going to reverberate throughout the season of John wanting wanting the throne and wanting yeah, to be. That's king a great and... point, Vlad. I like but, that a lot because I think everyone around him, except for John and. Pretty much everyone in John's circle, or anyone who has an opinion that John respects and would actually go to him, says, "You know, like he, they wouldn't say that you should take the crown, except for Sam." It's just pretty much insinuating, like exactly the situation they're in might be a lot better when you don't have someone who is a target, who is blood and fire. It's like mm-hmm. people, pretty much everyone, everyone trusts John. Nobody trusts Danny. Mm-hmm. They're all yeah. like because all because her her because her work is obvious, like. Wherever she, wh- whichever you know, house doesn't like bend the knee. It's nothing but fire and ash. Like, remember when um they were all in that uh like council meeting or whatever. There was Sansa, Daenerys, and John, mm-hmm. and then like he, mm-hmm. the entire council, like he was saying how he pledged to Daenerys, and like the entire council was like a like a bunch of rumblings and like people weren't agreeing. It's like, and then Tyrion had to step in. Yeah, exactly. Tyrion, <laughs> boo this man, fire him. Tyrion had to step in to like you know. You know, be like a, a backup a yeah. hype man to John. Shout, shout out to Leanna Mormont, who who basically oh uh, who basically she checked John right in front of everybody. You know? Yo, I yeah. love her energy. Yo, I want to be like that all 2019, <laughs> Yo, she yo. All right, so they're they're having the council, and then Leanna just stands up and like walks up to John, like you ain't shit, you ain't nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing, bending the knee? Get back up, you little. All right. And to your <laughs> you and to your point earlier, Vlad, like anyone who defies. Daenerys gets met with fire. Like when Sansa asks what dragons eat, she's like, "Whatever they want, anything they like, want." Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think I'm here for? <laughs> yeah, like, like go ahead, Vlad. It's very arrogant. Uh, it's like she she's earned the right to be that arrogant, but at the same time, you're like Sansa's like we weren't a three one lead. For... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever sports thing you just said. <laughs> um, Sansa is like rightfully saying, "Hey, we weren't expecting this many people or dragons, so we're running out of livestock and food and this and that." And Daenerys is like, kind of like on the council, just being smug, like, "Oh, I have two dragons." But then Sansa's like, "Yeah, but we are starving." <laughs> um, yeah. As I was saying, Daenerys has earned that arrogance throughout, you know, everything she's done. But at the same time, she's forgetting that she's part of a uh, community now but who that she has way that more from? people than she weapons. She's earned that from the people that are subservient to her, and earned it from the show. Yeah, yeah. Like the sh- she's earned it the from show, no, like excuse me, the Watchers. Exactly. But like, I tell Targaryen that they've earned it through fire and blood. They, I mean, exactly. That's, exactly. That's, that's, that's what they're gonna tell you. 
Yeah. But also, but it's also interesting, and, though. And Rago are starving. Like, but she, she can't feed them arrogance. And I thought that... I, fire and blood. And I thought that the conversation that Davos had was very important. Him kind of going up to Tyrion and being like, fam, like, <laughs> the people here aren't going to respect you just for pulling up with dragons. Like, you got to earn your keep. And yeah. I don't know if Daenerys has necessarily had the attitude, the correct attitude necessarily immediately to uh, to win the people's trust. We already know one of the families that was supposed to come up north was like, nah, he's going to ride it out. Like, good luck. Yeah. You know, so there's already, they're already feeling a little bit of the brunt of John's decision. Pulling up Deepwood Mott. You know, does anyone, does, do we think that, does anyone think John is going to eventually try to take his, stake his claim to the throne this season? Yep. You you I think, think he will? I, I think that idea is gonna fester so like so like in the background. Like whenever there's a moment where John is just like like somberly looking at the freaking like uh, Winterfell, I don't know, sunset or whatever. He's just gonna like there's gonna be that moment where he's just looking around and like that that you know that TV moment when certain characters just look in the distance and then they ponder something deep inside themselves. Like that's gonna happen like next episode or like two episodes from now. But I hope I hope. I honestly think that's how it's going to work, but I hope they, the showrunners haven't given me confidence with those kind of, I don't know, passive aggressive, I don't know, disagreements about philosophy. Because remember last season with Sansa and Arya, they were just like weirdly passive aggressive to each other. And you didn't know whether or not they were, they seriously just hated each other for no reason, or they were playing some long game to trick Littlefinger. Either way, to us, it came off as, very petty, and th- then at the end, they they did what we obviously thought they were going to do. Yeah. So I hope they don't do that again with the disagreement with John and Daenerys, because it is kind of interesting that they come from different places. But to talk about the past again, being all nice isn't what is is what got his half brother and his uncle killed, right? Because um. Ned Snark, Stark wanted to do was right for his people, and he got beheaded. He trusted people. Rob Stark married someone for love. He got killed for it. So it was like, there's a lot of things that they could grapple with, and I hope it's not just, oh, we're going to disagree until right before at the end when we have to fight the Night King, and then everything's going to turn out great. Like what happened last season with Littlefinger and the uh, Stark girls. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I don't think he ever takes it. I think uh, at best he uh, proposes like a joint throne thing. Yeah, which kind of was what uh, was what uh, what's the name uh, proposed when the when the Tyrion? yeah because they look like a handsome couple. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew, I knew, I had, like, I knew there was someone who had planted that idea in my head. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they kind of hear that in this episode, but yeah, exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I think that that's. But almost because they kind of telegraphed that, I almost wonder if that's not what's going to happen now. Like, I kind of thought that that's what was going to go. But then when he brought it up today, I was like, oh, that's kind of early to bring this up already. Like, you know. But then that kind of thing, that's like not too far from like complete fiction. Do you think it's too obvious that um that people want John to for the stake to get like be king? So then they're trying to like double bluff it. I don't know. I don't know what angle they're at. I think it's too early to tell, but. Yeah. I think we can like lay down our theories now, like in a healthy way. But then, like once episode two rolls around, we have to like put in our bids because it's uh, because there's so few episodes this season. Yeah, we don't got the time. <laughs> like exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> it was almost why I'm a little surprised that they even like really. Again, I think I think we all agree it was welcome that this was a slower episode. But I'm just I am a little surprised they like went really down the the road with all of these issues regarding. Uh, Dana- uh, Daenerys kind of being the ride on my white horse, knight in shining armor, queen out of nowhere for these people that don't know her, like her, or trust her. Uh, I thought that they would gloss this over a lot more than they did in this episode. And to Billy's point, I do think it will be interesting to see whether or not they continue to really explore that, despite the fact that there are five episodes and White Walkers right around the corner, apparently. Or will that kind of just be thrown to the wayside and they'll just kind of move forward? But say, well, we did our legwork with it. It's not like we ignored it, you know. That's we we don't know what's gonna happen, obviously. Uh, but that's gonna be something to watch. I do want to take the action back to uh, King's Landing a little bit because, um, as we see in Winterfell, Sansa, he's bringing up, everyone. He's really pretty much keeps 
asking Tyrion and reminding Tyrion that are we sure that Cersei is the right person to be trusting that you no, know, you know the cavalry is coming, and we know that's that's not that's not happening because uh, she's glad that the wall fell and that White Walkers are coming. Um, what do we make of, of, of Cersei? Kind of where she was at in this episode, we saw her uh, interactions with Euron. Um, that scene, uh, reluctant at first, but maybe not as reluctant as we kind of learn more about what how she feels about him. Anyone want to jump in on 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 uh, what we have with Cersei today? Uh, Cersei today. I think Cersei is extremely cocky. Uh, I think she has like a secret weapon besides you know the Golden Army. I think she's gonna bring back what's that green fire again? Wildfire. Oh, wildfire. Yeah. Wildfire. She has something like that, something akin to that, like because she's way too like confident. I think she'd be dumb to to think that oh uh, that she's glad the wall fell so that her enemies will perish first and then she has this you know top tier mercenary army at in her wallet just to like fight the incoming army or to like take their stuff and then fight them that that would be really dumb if she like expects it to work completely you know in her favor she might have said that sarcastically I don't know it's it's weird because Cersei has the same exact face no matter what anyone says to her mm. in this episode so it's hard to it's hard to tell where her where her you know where her strategies are yeah yeah I thought Lena Headley's uh acting in this episode was interesting because especially in the scenes with Euron because it was yeah. it was by design I think but it was very hard to tell how she was taking anything that he was saying and he was I think and he, his lines were purposely very outlandish and yeah. it kind of played off well with her like very stoic like I can kill you right now and I'm like I'm well sure is she, she gonna kill him um but now she says she likes him though so I don't know I mean he I mean he was going he was like going there with everything for going in he's a he's a very fine wordsmith but at the same time like Cersei is not trying to like settle and like be someone's like queen like just be a baby maker she's she's out for conquest like yeah she's like euron is like a suitable suitor but that doesn't mean she's willing to like let this stranger you know rule king's landing after they you know do the do um euron was like oh i'm gonna put a baby in your belly and then he leaves but then the camera lingers on cersei's face for like what five seconds way longer than it usually would that tells me that she's like thinking 10 steps ahead that this, that one day she's gonna kill Euron. Isn't she already pregnant? Yeah, but she's I mean, already yeah. pregnant, right? Yeah, that's what that's what I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't oh, think they, she's didn't, gonna, didn't I they establish that the last episode? To, like get Euron to believe they her. They said that in the last episode. Pregnant with who? With Jamie's kid. Jamie, Jamie's kid, right before he left. I, I think yeah. again, it was two years ago. But the thing but also I, with that though was that I, I think that I remember a conversation on the show whether or not we thought she was bluffing. Oh, I oh, yes, uh, that yeah, I remember yeah. now. I and, because and, she tells him like right before he leaves. Right? Yeah, because he's about to bounce, and he's like, "I'm pregnant," and he's like, "I don't care." Bye. Um, <laughs> so, so that scene was interesting. Only. <laughs> so that, that that scene was interesting, though. Uh, that Vlad's mentioning because I thought the same. I, I remembered that and I thought, okay, is she actually pregnant or She's drinking a lot of wine? <laughs> right, and, and and I mean, not to get that graphic, but I also thought that, I don't know, if you were with a woman and she was pregnant, and at this point, this is now, I would assume, months she was pregnant, like, Euron not knowing she was pregnant while they were together, I, I don't know. I, well, maybe she just bluffed twice. Maybe she bluffed to, bluff to keep Jamie the there. The timeline is impossible to discern, because, because he's like, like, first of all, Jamie's already at uh, Winterfell. Winterfell. Yeah. But... Um, you know, Cersei's hair looks exactly the same. Like, where was uh, where was Euron on the sea this whole time? True. Like, where did he intercept the? You know what I'm saying? Like, where did he intercept the um, the 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 sand snakes? Right. Yep. And uh, Arya, that took him so long to come back to Westeros, and yet, like, nothing much more has changed up in the north. Yeah, timelines all it's all messed up. Or or with the march from the wall uh down to Winterfell. Like nothing is it, I don't know. Yeah, time yeah. is one of the weirder characters in this show. And yeah, and like to your point, if that is months, then Cersei should be showing. Yeah, and I like a, a man who's with a woman would would intimately would know 
He wouldn't. Oh. He wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be like, oh, I'm put a baby in you that you already have. So right. considering that, do you think she's bluffed? Do you think she bluffed at Jamie, and then now she's bluffing at? Well, she's planning to bluff to Euron just so she can like have, just so she could like lay in the pocket, like just wait, and then like she bluffed her stomach. They they lingered on her stomach like she was pregnant. Right? They now. did. They did. Which is still it's it's all. Awesome. Then that could be like a, a bluff from like. I guess the cinematography, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah like a, that might be playing into like Cersei's bluff and the fact that she's yeah. something of a, a liar or like a big talker. Because that's like a scene as we, the audience, to understand her. She's alone. He's already left at that point. Right. Yeah, it's like her turning to the camera and saying something. Like, yeah, it, I don't know. They're always like that happened. There was no like, there was no like fourth wall breaking trick stuff. She didn't like. Like, right. She didn't like Rubber. smile overtly when Euron left. She was just like rubbing her stomach. It looked like she was like like sniffing the wine, and then uh, she's no. just it's weird. It's weird. It's, it's very particular, and I like how I like how vague it is. Yeah. And I think that's her only move left because it feels weird that if she is lying, that it's brought up that like her ability to birth princes is. Like, it feels like it's her only recourse in the last two episodes. Because, like, she kind of used that to try to manipulate Jamie, and she's mm-hmm. also trying to, like, you're thrusting that upon her. So it feels like, nice. what are we doing here? Like, if, like, are we... So, if she's lying, then it didn't accomplish anything, and it was a big red herring. It, was, it wasn't a huge red herring, but it was kind of like, what's the point? And then right. if she's telling the truth, then... We're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> What's going to come of this? Because, again, yeah. five five episodes, war for the end of civilization as they know it, and, oh, Cersei's lying about having a kid. Well, I think... I, oh, I, I think... think also, go ahead, Taurus. It's, I, I like that because, you know, like we were talking about before, everything's been setting up to the Night King. And, like, we've been assembling the super team. Like, this is the Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. But it's. I think it's nice to have Cersei as like, as like this lingering doubt. Like we don't know how good the Gold Company is. We don't know Euron's real machinations. Like we don't know what he's really going to do. We know what he intends to do. Um, and the fact that Cersei's like, you know what, y'all, I don't care. I don't care about <laughs> anything. I don't care about the living, the dead. Like if if everyone's going to die up there, it's not going to matter if I have if I send twenty thousand men or two thousand men. But if 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 they win and they figure it out. I'm gonna be the king of the ash, queen of the ashes. She's, you know, she set wildfire to her own to King's Landing, and I think I forgot who I forgot who I heard this about, but it's just like she will burn everything to the ground to be the queen of the ashes, and she lost everything. If Jamie betrayed her, Tyrion betrayed her. She has no family left, nothing. She's gonna she's gonna have the crown because that's the only thing that she has control over right now. So it doesn't matter about lying about a pregnancy. It doesn't matter about dealing with. Captain Boomerang over there. Two. It doesn't matter if you're trying to buy elephants <laughs> like and all these and this golden army. It doesn't matter because if it's the end of the world, we're going to lose everything, but I'm not going to lose my honor. And I think it's also a good contrast with okay. Jon Snow, where it's like his honor is just like, I don't care but if it wants me to be king. Like he's sitting there like grabbing his like, he's like massaging his temples. It's like, y'all. The dead are coming. I don't care. You could call. Me, you could call me Queen Regent. You could call me the Sorcerer Supreme. You could call me whatever you want. I don't care. We need to stop these undead zombies because there's only one king, and that's the Night King. And the Night King don't care about who you are when we have thousands upon thousands of walkers and giants and dragons. Like, let's focus. But that's not going to happen. I think that's a good way of seeing like how people are dealing with eminent doom and demise. Mm. Some of y'all are just going to be like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to be about me. And John's the polar opposite. Like, I care about the living in general. And I, that's why I liked about it. It creates this duality. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that they, John and Cersei are definitely kind of like the ten poles of people's mindset of what's happening in the Seven Kingdoms. And everyone else is kind of in the middle. You know, some people... I think that, you know, like the old heads, you know, Varys, uh, Davos, you know, they're also kind of understanding, look, we're kind of beyond the whole king and queen thing. We need to just get on the same page and fight together. And then there are people like Danny and people, uh, other people, you know, maybe Sansa even, who are kind of still kind of stuck in that 
who's the king and queen kind of thing. And, 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 you know, I think that their survival would determine whether or not they go more towards John's side or more towards, uh, uh, Cersei. If, if the people of the seven kingdoms care more about who's in charge and who's the king and who's not, uh, and who we have legions to, who we're loyal to, or it, it, then they'll be that they'll be fine. But if they said they're worried about, you know, who's on the throne, they're they're done. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we think about the other little loose ends in this episode? One, if there was anything, I think they did rush. I would say it was uh, uh, Yara's uh, escape. Or, <laughs> like, oh yeah, like that. She just was Where like, did come from? No idea. <laughs> I'm not, even, I'm, I'm not even gonna pretend to know how he got on that ship and That's how he's gonna be him. in the flashback in the next episode. And then what? Then yeah, how dude. did? Also, how did um, Euron, not Euron, um, Theon. How did Theon get those forces? I don't know. I feel. I feel like there might have been something that happened last episode. And who threw that axe? Oh no! It was um, the last episode of the season. He like there was a bunch of mutineers saying like, "Yo, Yara just got kidnapped." There's no queen of the Iron Island. We're gonna we're gonna bounce, and then I think there was some guys like called him like, you know, there's no there's no oh, yeah. great choice of balls left, and then he fought him. So I think what that again there's the yada yada through that. So but yeah. like I yeah, imagine that as like Westeros in a rowboat apparently. Apparently, <laughs> I mean, listen, man, time is all relative here. Um, <laughs> so well, I'm guessing from that what they probably did is like, <clears throat> yo, I'm gonna watch this, and assume, of course it's gonna be the night that Euron is out banging the queen. We're gonna be like, yo, we'll take six dudes, get in there, get out, and just like SEAL Team Six this right now. And that's you know, it is what it is. Go to the other boat, what was left of Yara's fleet. Listen, man, all I know knows what they show us. Listen, Gendry came back, so these people in Restoros got some really strong rotator cuffs. No Tommy Johnson yeah, there. Yeah, Gendry Gendry the champion. <laughs> all American first team gentry whatever it's, it's called. Like when did when did Gentry and like Arya start giving each other hard eye emojis? Was that uh, like is, that was when they first met? That was like season one. Yeah, I feel yeah. like they've always kinda had a thing. I mean, yeah, I also, they've gotten older, their hormones have gotten like, more wilder, so Remember books. Like, yeah. In, also, in, Maisie like, Williams was like 16 when the show started, so I feel like they weren't really leaning into it that much. I mean, you but say that. The show's in been books, like eight years now, so. In the book, she has like a weird uh, prepubescent crush on him. It's kind of like, it's kind of like uh, she hates him because he's so stubborn. But then she's like, I think there's one or two moments where she's looking at him at his shirts off, and she's like, "Why can't I look away from this guy? He's an idiot." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm wearing a shirt right now. Is it like, then, a, a, like an Arnold Helga situation? Yeah, but she's not like smitten with him. You know what I mean? It's uh, kind of like she's so under. She's kind of like coming to grips with like her sexuality, basically. Like yeah, it's like she's not under. Yeah, like, I like boy. yeah. She didn't. She didn't really have the I'm time like, to like. Ex- so I guess no, like, no, she like Gendry's a dumbass. Yeah, like like boys are dumb, but yet I can't like. Why am I attracted to this person? Yeah, that's like that's literally. I only remember that because I have read the books between the last oh, season. Oh, look at and you! Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm reading. I'm reading spoiler chapters online too. Did you guys know? Oh, yeah, nothing. Nerd. <laughs> um, and so we're gonna get another reunion with uh, Theon going back to Winterfell. Uh, I yeah, wonder if that's episode- like. I guess it kind of ends Yara's time, really, right? It's only five episodes. She's just going back to the Iron Islands. I don't think we're gonna see her again. Yep, so that's a, that's a, that's a season wrap on Yara, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> not, not a season, a series wrap. I mean, I'm serious. Yeah, like, wrap. like I mean, unless the you know White Walkers get past Winterfell and then head on to the Iron Islands for some reason, <laughs> they could take a detour. They could take, take a detour for the King's Landing. Past them for them to just show up at the last minute or something. Yeah, just so that, we could see uh, the end of the Iron Islands. I don't know. Like, oh no, yeah, you're right. Maybe um, I like at like the the final hour, Yara's gonna come back with like a fleet of like Pike soldiers. I don't know. And also, this show is not good on subtlety. Like, I remember, what was it, season five, when Tyrion mentioned, oh, yeah, there's wildfire under under King's Landing. And then everybody was like, oh, she's going to blow up King's Landing because someone said wildfire is under King's Landing. So, like, I think they're not 
the most subtle people were, so I'm sure that's going to happen. Like that, y'all is going to show up because they explicitly said it. So, wouldn't put it past them. I'm so sick of Theon, though. I can't take it anymore. I hate it so much. That that season in the last episode of last season, I was so mad about it. I didn't really talk about it like a year and a half when when we were doing that episode. It was just like the guy punched him in the in the junk, and he's like, "Fool, my penis nope. is gone." You strike down my penis, I will come more powerful than you could possibly. It's an empty void where I'm not a doctor nor a eunuch, but like I still think if that disappears, no matter if it's been, you know, two years, three years, again, time is relative on the show. Like, like that's a pretty big like scarring problem is down there. Yeah, it still hurts. I'm just, it's, it's just a minor regret. Nope, that's how it works, man. You cut it off, and then you become Superman. <laughs> <laughs> they break when they put you there. But I think yeah, the show, the show definitely, everything. The show definitely has gotten more goofy with like stuff like that. Like even these scenes today with like, uh, with like you know John making out with uh, with Danny and like the dragons like you know peering at him. Oh my god, I, I, that was I, hilarious. I, I, I thought they. they, they, they they leaned into that a lot. It, it worked, but it was it was goofy. Like they they, they ended the scene on a on a on a on a on a single shot of one uh dragon just peering at him. Like the first time that's ever happened where like they did something. Like I mean, I know this that the dragons have more personality. Uh, like I can you can like <laughs> they're, they're no longer like CGI like green puppets. They're, they're like. Yeah. Like in that scene, I was like, wow, I think it's supposed to uh, link the two dragons as like, oh, John's going to be the dragon rider and stuff. But I fully, like the whole the way that whole scene was done, I expected Daenerys to turn to him and be like, they like to watch and then take his hand. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's no reason for any of this. Um, I, was, I, I interpreted that dragon's face as just shame. Like he knows, just like, like <laughs> he knows they're related. Like, speaking of personality, like you're saying, Vlad, um, she goes uh, when she finds out they're not eating. First of all, the Dora- the the Dothraki in the north is still throwing me for a loop. Same. Like, <laughs> just. It's like, eh, we got some fur. Okay. <laughs> no! <laughs> we get a Dothraki freaking out about snow. Yeah, I agree. No, I, I, I am 100% with James. I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, these dudes live in the desert. And they just, they just <laughs> chilling. Yeah, they're chilling. They have, whatever. Anyway, she they tells them. Because they, could, they did not understand the concept of water. Like, they, that's the whole reason that they never, I don't know. Took, yeah, they specifically don't like seawater. Yeah. They, so it's like. It's, they would never know what snow is. Yeah. They're, they're wearing clothes and riding in the desert. But again, they're yada yada. They don't need to deal with that because. Yeah. They don't have time for this, apparently. Brain um, <laughs> already told us this, guys. But yeah. when they. When she goes to. When she goes to them. And she's like, oh, they don't like the cold or like they don't like the north or whatever. Bef- right before she said that, I was like, oh, they're mourning their dead brother because they're like pushing the bones around and uh, they're just like they're not eating as much. I'm like, they're mourning their dead brother. It's like, no, they, they they're a little chilly. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they mentioned that that brand was the only person like brand was like, focus people. What the hell are you guys talking about? Like, Because no one mentioned Viserys turning into a zombie dragon that, yeah, that was a little weird too. destroyed their only line of defense against a zombie horde. Like, that's crazy. Oh, that's like the wall fell down. I'm like, how? No, he's, no. Like, he's like, everyone, every time it was told, it was told to like three people, and no one was like, how did that gigantic wall that's been up a thousand years fall? <laughs> that breathes death. You, hey, no. guys. You know how crazy scary those dragons are? You know how crazy those unstoppable zombies are? Put those two things together. That took down the wall, and everybody's like, "eh." And then, then Brandon's kind of focus people. We don't have time for this. Yeah, you really can say it with the urgency of like, "We're gonna catch you up on what happened last season." Like, <laughs> <laughs> no one's kind of no one's taking Brand seriously because every almost every time like 
uh, dialogue is spoken between any character in Winterfell, they just look to like to the right and Bran's just staring at them. They're like, what is this creepy? Yeah, thing? yeah, he's the creep. He's the creep of Winterfell. Down, Bran's looking up. Sam walks out. Bran's looking right at him. It's like, like, is Bran <laughs> becoming that guy who's like, who's like in like a society <laughs> that people just look away from when you walk by? Yeah. And, like, Where's his hands underneath that blanket? What's he up to? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Police, arrest that man. He's get the, being... get the wheelchair pervert out of the castle walls. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. So he's like, so he's like no sadness. I like to apologize. What's up with weird sex thing are you telling me, Brent? <laughs> I was, uh, I felt, I felt upset that I didn't realize that the friend that Brand was waiting for was Jamie. I felt like, I felt idi- like an yeah. idiot not like realizing that. I'm like, who is he waiting for? He's out. Yo, yo, I, is he just gonna? Rand lost me like in the halfway through the episode. Like he said, I'm waiting for an old friend. I'm like, yeah, that could literally mean anything. Like, That's what I thought too. Because we've seen that could be uncle. That could be uncle. That could be uncle. That could be his uncle. That could be the ghost of Ned Stark. Who cares? So uh, enough with the Benjamin stuff. <laughs> I can't do it. Anymore. Seriously, I didn't know who he was talking about. So when Jamie came, I was like, all oh, right. How did I not think of that one? Like, so, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, thank you. Oh, you know, I had no idea. I was like, "Damn, Bron got here already." <laughs> 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 no, speaking of Bron, that was the only—that was the last part we didn't talk about. What, like, so basically, he's been tasked of killing Jamie, right? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because like that guy kind of speaks in riddles, so I was kind of trying to figure out what yeah. he was talking about. Well, but, how about like a few minutes before the task when there's when they when they filled out their quota for like gratuitous nudity? Oh yeah, totally. They I mean, did. I, you know, yeah. I, I have no complaints. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's I only have complaints when it's like, people are, I guess you could say naked for no reason. I don't know. This is a weird conversation. We've never had it <laughs> in this podcast. Well, also, not for nothing. It's because... Like, I get Bond's, it. His character is gratuitous. Facts. Like, like every every line he has to talk about his cock or sex or something or whatever. It's kind of the same thing with... It, at Tyrion for the last two seasons has kind of been that. When he's not in a room... If he's not in a room with Daenerys, he's he's saying something snarky about sex or whatever, and it's just like he, whatever. And he sure. does. He says that to Varys in the car. In yeah, the I'm just like, early. Oh, whatever. Oh, uh-huh. Those are the first words of dialogue this season. This is how Game of Thrones ends with dick jokes. I'm okay with <laughs> well, that. Well, that's how it starts. Dick, dick, dick jokes. As soon as Tyrion opened his mouth and like they had that back and forth, I was like, oh yeah, we're back. <laughs> and we back. And to, to the point of this episode being slow as heck and, like, being padded, it's, like, three lines. And then they look out the window wistfully. And then there's more marching. <laughs> and then he's like, I have a dick. You have a dick. I have a dick. It's like, what are you doing? What are we doing here? And then Brett's <laughs> focus, people. Ice dragon. Zombie dragon. Wall going down. Also, I have to meet up with my friend. It's like, what? <laughs> so it's kind of like, it's kind of this in-between thing where it's kind of, he's like, bringing everything together, but also if you think about it for a second, you're like, oh, come on. Whatever. Because it's... Yeah, that's I cool. like how, like, things didn't feel as fan service for this episode, because I, I really liked when John met up with Arya, because I've been waiting Same. for that, like, what, <laughs> six, seven years. It was very interesting. They're like, oh, look at this sweet-ass sword I got. And it's like, oh, yeah, I bought you that. That's cool. Oh, you learn how to fight. Oh, you're a ninja now. You snuck up on me. So it's like that was cool. That it didn't feel as fan servicey or gratuitous. They didn't have like a weird sword fight. They weren't passive aggressive. <laughs> it was really just like, all right, that was a good moment. And then we have the oh god, Braun again. I'm ah, like whatever, fine. And then but they actually, this is why I'm torn about it because again, the last last few seasons Braun has just been a vessel for dick jokes, but. How they kind of established that he's a capable warrior. So they're like, oh, wow, that's kind of interesting that they've established this for so long and now they're actually using it. Because again, he, he was one of the actual, one of the only people to harm a dragon in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. He, he was skilled enough to teach Jamie how to fight when yeah. they were whatever. And so, like, oh, that's cool. Now, well, hopefully, they don't just use him to talk about their dicks and whatever. I'm gonna call this now. I think he's gonna manage to kill Tyrion. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Ooh. All right. I think Ooh. Gonna... Are we doing this now? Ooh. Are we doing? Are we doing theories now? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Ahead. We so have this, to end the and show. And this is why I say it. I think that's gonna be one of the last chances for the showrunners to rip our hearts out. There's a few. There's like Tyrion. 
there's Brienne, there's Daenerys, maybe. Yeah, no, Daenerys. Like, possibly, but like, um, and John, and and John, of course. That's funny. That's cute, EJ. I'm just saying. No, I'm saying who 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 they could kill off. That would. And he's not gonna kill John again. Yeah, please. Yeah, and he's kind of like the the. Like, John would die with his sword plunged into the heart of the Night King, something like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like BBS like, or something. Out of the blue, someone's going to get, like, murked. Right. And there's going to be nothing we can do about it. We're just going to be, like, upset. Like, really, really angry. And Tyrion tops that list, and then I think Brienne is a close second. And yeah, I think Tyrion sure. is think, but... being killed by Bronn. Like if 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 that's what you're gonna do, right? If you're gonna say like, okay, we're gonna try to do this one last time, we're gonna red wedding, y'all. You do it like that, and then it gives Jamie reason to avenge him, kill Cersei, and then fulfill the prophecy that um, Cersei's gonna be killed by her little brother. That works. Mm. I can see that. Yeah. Well, any other any other theories for the season, Billy? You you seemed very excited about. It. Oh wow, yeah. there's uh, there's a lot to process because you can I I really just want them to kill off some. I I want Grey Worm to die because he should have died last season, and I'm still kind of pissed about that. Mm. And he's in a Grey Worm sick. Excuse me. What was it? Why do you want him to die? So like that's a random one. No, because they they showed him in, in the episode. And I'm just like I'm I'm thinking which characters could they kill because they're not going to kill any of the main characters because they haven't for the last. Six years, so oh, I'm thinking of secondary characters like Grey Worm could die, Bron could die, Davos, um, Davos, Davos could die. Oh, Jorah is gonna die protecting Daenerys. Um, there's all there. It doesn't because I'm I'm thinking about it where it's just like I'm expecting it to happen because the show's tone has shifted so much because I don't know. If you guys remember, because it's been, what, six years ago, but, like, everybody's takeaway from Game of Thrones when it first started was, like, oh, my God, George R. R. Martin's going to kill your favorite character, blah, 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 blah. And now it's just, like, everybody's alive, everything's fine, and all the lines are defined. Yeah, everyone's reunited. Everybody, yeah, so it's just... The last character that they killed that that tugged the people's heartstrings was Hodor, right? Yeah. But that that was the plot, where it's just, like, it, it was... They were... They were um, they were bringing something full circle. Like I think the only one where it's just like, it it wasn't for the sake of a reference or some, or some sort of broad world building was um, what's that guy? Barristan. That was the last one where it's just like, oh wow, they killed a character in a way that, in a way that made sense that wasn't about anything more. Because again, he, he he just died in a gutter because the sons of the harpies jumped him. Which again, it makes sense. Like, the yeah. way that the show has been structured for so long, it's like, oh, there is a, a secret assassin force trying to take down the queen, and one of their soldiers was just alone. He was with the Grey Worm. But he was basically alone, and he got... he They caught him slipping, and, and they killed him. That made yeah. sense. It wasn't like the Hodor thing, where it's just like, okay, they're trying to tie something together and reference... But they're, they're just like... Book, they're, like, trying to make predictions on what the book is going to do. Yeah, exactly. But that, but again, the Hodor. There's a thing I I like the Hodor thing, but that's what it was. It was meant to do. It was kind of fan servicey. It was kind of that. But yeah, yeah. And then to your point, like that's exactly my whole Bronn to Tyrion, Jamie to Cersei thing. It, it'd be the same. I buy it. Yeah, that sounds good. I I think it could have. Uh, that's those are the characters that I think could and not should die, but they something needs to happen like death needs to mean something because dealt with so long where it's just like oh everybody's lies everybody's happy the good guys are good the bad guys are bad and also like it's there has to be some sort of wrinkle there has to be some sort of twist with the 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 motivation of the night king or something there has to be something interesting it can't just be oh good and evil is all muddied for three seasons, and then the last four or five seasons has been, oh yeah, the good guys are here, the bad guys are here. Let's 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 hit our action figures against each other and see what happens. So, well, maybe- I don't have any theories yet for like people dying, but 
I don't want people to die just for the sake of dying because it's the last season. Like, I guess as you were saying, like, I need deaths to be meaningful. They can't, I don't want people to just die because, you know, we got to take these numbers off. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I need to know that these deaths are, like, meaningful. I can't put any theories to anything because literally anyone could die. And that's, like, been the Game of Thrones, like, you know, tagline for the last six years. But, like, as you're saying, no one, no one super significant has died. But at the same time, like, I think that's what keeps people on the edge. Like, even though certain main characters, like, have a sickness and then they fight through it, it's, it's still, like, enticing. It's still exciting to see people in war and I, get attacked and hurt, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't like, want people to die just to die. Like, I don't want people to die off just because it's the last season. I just, but not, just, but like, not even whoever's alive, whoever needs to be alive, just be alive, and whoever is dying, just make it meaningful. I don't want them but, to be lazy about it. But the thing with Beric Dondarrion and um, Tormund, like, in the last episode, was just like, oh, it may, no, no, I mean, last season, when the ice dragon destroyed the wall and what, a 500-foot ice wall crumbled on top of two very prominent characters. They all survived. (laughs) They're just walking around. Like, oh, yeah. (laughs) That was crazy. And then they meet up with more (laughs) characters where it's just like, oh, wow, we survived too. Anybody else? Nope, no one else is important. So it's like, Mm. they killed, they're just, so it's not about killing for the sake of killing. It's like doing things that made sense. It would have made sense if Thoros and Mir and Torment's Giant Spain are dead and Pip and whoever the hell else showed up when they were in that little hallway. Because, uh, uh, again, an ice dragon zombie destroyed a gigantic ice wall and then it crumbled on top of them. Like that, the fact that they're not dead, it's just like, oh, whatever. But then it's like, the there's diminishing returns when it comes to the fan service of it. Because... What we have, we have like forty or fifty characters now, where it says, "Oh yeah, that guy. Oh 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 yeah, this girl. Oh yeah, that guy." <laughs> like oh, Smash Bros. Yeah. Stuff, like yeah, exactly. It's like it really is just it's diminishing returns. Like they're if we know they're gonna survive and everybody's happy, like if they die, it would mean nothing to me because. <clears throat> They should have died a while ago. Yeah, like certain yeah. secondary and tertiary characters are no longer special because I guess there's like an understanding that they're just going to survive because they're just mm. badasses or because they're the <laughs> like cool. Like Tormund, he he could have died a while ago. He's he's not exactly expendable. He's he's a capable man, but he's like like wildlings were well, done like how many years ago, and like he's like the most he's. Like they're making the show seems like he's the only wildling left in existence. Yeah, I mean, like he's like a, he's a frontline fighter. Like he's he's fought he's the White Walkers. Die, but when's he gonna die? Yeah, like I mean, like he like he definitely has been in the crossfire several times. So the fact that he survived Anything. this long is kind of crazy. Um, I do want to wrap the show with a thing that I think we should do every week until the episodes are over, in which I want to ask each person as of this episode. Who will stay? Who will be on the throne by the time this is over? And that includes the Night King. So you can pick any character you want. Who's on the throne? You just said my pick, man. Night King. Okay, so James going Night King. Uh, Martin, who are you going with? Uh, I'm going go with Jon Snow. Happy ending. Let's do this. Okay, Vlad. Uh, Gendry. I don't know. <laughs> Gendry. <laughs> Isn't he like the true king or something? No, not, no. Well, he, well, technically, he's Robert's son. Yeah, <laughs> but Robert technically shouldn't be the. The seed is strong. <laughs> Yo, I, I feel like if Vlad put in a bet for like Gendry being the person on the throne, like today, he put like a five hundred dollars, he definitely win like a million. Yeah, because remember a long time ago, Melisandre put that 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 voodoo hoodoo curse on him. He's but, he's been laying in the cut making weapons. Funny thing is. He has all this weaponry, all this weaponry to defend himself with. If people come knocking, so that throne is his. Speaking he of Melisandre, his where own the... throne. Say that, James. Where's Melisandre? Yeah, she was not in this episode. Neither was Brienne. I assume we'll and... see them soon. Oh, Brienne was there. Brienne was there. I, I missed. I was a mister. Oh, she was standing behind Sansa when John returns. Oh, okay. She got no like, screen time. Really. In, and I only noticed her because I was like, who's that tall bird? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> who's, that, who's that tall glass of water? 
I was thinking for a cameo from Ed Sheeran or something. No one else? Was that oh, yeah. sure, bro. Glad. <laughs> you know what? I changed, Can I change my, uh, my answer? <laughs> can I change my answer to, uh, to Ed Sheeran? I'm in love with the shape of uh, Westeros. I don't know. Not Lannister Guard with the loot, but Ed Sheeran. Yes. I want him. Uh, what about you? Uh, what about you, uh, Billy? Who, who's who's on the throne at the end of this? Uh, I don't know, man. Um, Go Cersei. Daenerys. Uh, what might it's episode one? Don't take it serious. Fine. Yeah. Uh, you on Daenerys? I'm gonna go. I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a cop out and say that like Danny and John actually do to come to some kind of joint joint agreement. Oh, that's that's too good to be true. I know, but but yeah. again, Billy's kind of made the point that this show has kind of been like happily ever after the last two or three seasons. So, yep. will I they wait. will I can't they wait be able to just shut up? I hope I I, <laughs> just, I just someone. I hope they don't do that. And like, yeah, this is like a power ranking for me, so I get we get all change next week. Um, yeah. But today, I'm gonna say that's how this ends. But but if I had a second choice, it'd be the Night King. I think today is I think he's gonna be that. Or complete destruction, and it's going to be the Night King. Wow! But oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be a half measure with this. That's that's how I feel today. I think it will be that's together, and they've they happily ever after. They reign everything, or the Night King wipes all of them out. You know what? John's going to die in battle. John's going to die again? in battle. Yeah, again. Yeah. I, I made a joke earlier that they're not going to kill him again, but they he could very well die again. Superman died at the end of BVS. Why are you bringing up BVS again? Vlad, we're having such a good we're having such a good time. Doomsday. The Night King is Doomsday for Westeros. And t- t- I feel like I feel like Martin kind of I feel like Martin is this thing on? I feel like Martin kind of <laughs> I do feel like Martin kind of like set that up earlier talking about how like that's the kind of way that or maybe it was James who said like you know uh you know that's how John would die would be like putting his sword through someone yeah, while so yeah, yeah, that was James. Yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah, because John's the classic hero. Yeah, so he's gonna he's gonna die saving everybody. Yeah, he's um he's forced to be like single minded because he's seen the terror, he's seen the destruction. So he so the fact that he's like straight up like I need to save my people, I need to kill the knights, the night king. He's 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 right to be like single minded, and I don't I don't think that's a, like a character flaw. I think he's gonna die in battle. Well, guys, whatever what hap- whatever happens, we'll be here every week to recap the episode. So, guys, thank you so much for joining me tonight. As always, um, much appreciated. Hope you guys enjoy listening to the first episode of this season of the Throne Tales podcast, recapping tonight's episode, season eight, episode one, Winterfell. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be, ba- be back next week with more Throne Tales. You can catch out catch all of our podcasts. On the New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Um, you could also follow us on uh, on uh, what are we on? Uh, we're on Facebook, New Generation Media, on Twitter at New Generation Pod, and on Instagram at New Generation Podcast. Uh, thank you to Billy, thank you to Vlad, thank you to Martin, thank you to James. Thank you guys for listening once again. I'm EJ. Uh, you guys take it easy. Peace. <laughs>